Alright, uh, let's get started. Ugh. The movie today was The Dust Walker. And, um... Yeah, there's, there's, uh, I guess there's quite a bit to talk about with this movie. I... Is there? I, I, I genuinely don't know. Uh... I don't know what happened, I don't know what went on. Well... I can answer that. Both questions is nothing. Nothing yeah. happened. Nothing went on. It was very simple. Uh, basically, I guess, to give a quick rundown of what it was about, um, an alien virus mm. kind of, or disease kind of takes over Australia. Mm. And then that, then it goes away. <laughs> and that's it. People stand around outside other people's doors and wait. And that's supposed to be terrifying. You know? It's, it... This you know this movie w is plagued by one of the you know the things that I find is most egregious with film today is that mm -hmm. uh, the soundtrack and the ambient noise just drowns out the dialogue. You can't understand a word they're saying, uh, especially since it's you know Australian. Yeah, they... and uh, you know the the, the heavy accents kind of also. Yeah. Uh... Uh, you know, my favorite part was there was a scene when like the alien was talking through the guy and he had like a distorted like deep voice. Oh my god. And because it was a distorted deep voice and a different accent and the audio was so crummy, like I did not know a single thing what he said. Mm -mm. Like, uh, and uh, I'm sure it was supposed to be something point like some game changing uh, moment in the movie where where something was revealed, but it just yeah. sounded like you know the Swedish chef was possessed by <laughs> Satan himself. It was like I don't know, it was like they ran, uh, like, a spoon through a cheese grater. It was just nothing. It was just absolutely nothing. I was like, I don't understand. Like, I, I think I remember we made jokes about it, but I looked at you and I'm like, yeah, I, I, I just kind of <laughs> shrugged. I was like, I hope that, uh, I know one thing that, um, that this movie did, and I know we talked about it uh, when we were watching it. Yeah. Um, and it's also, I think, something that uh, modern movies do nowadays, especially movies trying to be horror or suspenseful is that uh just padding just padding out yeah. the wazoo like again uh, i always talk about the one idea stretched over four servings but this wasn't even that this was like um this is like half an idea like all right aliens come and infect people like that that was their only idea there was nothing beyond that it it wasn't even an idea this was just an hour and a half of looking at the menu yeah it was a setting that they were like all right let's film the setting and just yeah. see what happens it just a a series of disjointed almost unrelated scenes uh like from what we were you know we were able to piece together it was there there was some kind of alien parasite mm -hmm. and uh, it infected people somehow through touch or through spores, mm -hmm. and I that was it. Uh, yeah, it, it you know the people who were infected they 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 had like worms in their face for and a little they, while, <laughs> and then the effects budget came came to play. You couldn't have too much of that, and for the then for the majority of movie the movie they would just stand mm -hmm. they would just stand around staring at people and the main character or the main yeah the main characters would walk around different locales looking for survivors mm -hmm. and it would be about 5 minutes of them just kind of slowly slowly walking through a house or a building and like checking in rooms oh there's no mm -hmm. one in there and then moving on and then that that was it that was the entire plot and oh well, that was that yeah, that was later in the movie. The first 15 to 20 minutes 
was solving technical issues oh, with gosh. their with their cell phone towers and trying to determine who's responsible for what and who gets who coffee. Yeah, it was like a very bureaucratic beginning. And oh, <laughs> it's I kind of wish that it was more of the bureaucratic beginning than it was for the second or the, the second two thirds of it, I should say. I'm not. I'm not going to lie to you. It wasn't. You know, it wasn't until the first hour in that I knew I, that I learned that she was a police officer. Yeah, I know. I I, did, I thought she was just with the phone company. I thought. Yeah, I thought that she was. Um, I thought that her job was just. Uh, like actually, I thought she was like some kind of scientist or geologist it's, or surveyor or something. Yeah. Like, because why would the police get involved with with a satellite tower? Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, like, it wasn't until she was driving around with, like, a gun with a cut in the cop car that said patrol on it that I was like, wait a yeah. minute. She's a cop, isn't she? Yeah, isn't she? it's... I guess there was a little bit of a, a hint, like, well, I'm gonna turn, you know, before I leave, I'll give you my badge, which I, I thought that was just some kind of colloquial term for maybe her ID card. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was just kind of like a, yeah, like they were just kind of joshing each other, like, yeah. I guess I have to give you my badge now, Hardy Har. And, uh, but no, they, they kind of... It, it, yeah, it, it, uh, it, it def... It, oh, go ahead. Well, it, it also doesn't help that no one, you know, I guess there was, there's no sense of uniformity in the, you know, the Australian, <laughs> you know, the deep outback police force. Yeah, they were just kind of wearing t-shirt and jeans and everything like yeah. that. It was, uh, like, I, I, I think... I think there was also maybe she was wearing one of those Outback hats. I think I saw it at one point. Was she actually wearing one of those hats? Well, she wasn't wearing it, but she had it on the seat next to her. So uh, I kind of feel like any time they needed to snap into action, they put the hat on and then they'd kind of run out there. I, I do think they're required by law to have one of those I in mean, the car at all times. Of course, yeah, you, you kind of have to have something like that. Um, and I, I, I just, I feel that uh, like a lot of the, I know we were talking about how. Like, the actress wasn't too bad, you know, mm -hmm. when it comes to acting. It was just that there was nothing for her to do. Like, all she had to do was walk around and cry every now and again. Like, for the most part, the actors were not bad. Like, the the acting was fairly good with the, with the direct they were given. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I, the younger kids were uh, a little bit crappy. But, you know, you kind of get that with the... You know, with inexperienced actors oh, yeah. and stuff like that. So, you know, I kind of give them a pass, but, like, they were... They were better actors than this movie deserved. Yeah, they were... The thing that I think that kind of maybe sums up everything wrong with this movie was... There was just no impact. It left mm. no impact on me, and... Even in scenes where they're supposed to be, like, at the end... There's a scene, you know, the scene where the, uh... They're trying to cut the girl, the mom's hand off. Yeah. You know, to save... Like, when they bring the shovel down, it's like... It, there was no good sound effect for it there was like no shot of it it was just you had to i guess assume what happened and, and that's that's kind of astonishing for a movie that has random sound effects of like <laughs> that that don't go with any scene like there would be uh just someone walking through a bathroom and then like a broken tuba sound would <laughs> would just bellow out of nowhere it's like i'll be honest i thought this movie was worse than i am alone uh, let's see. Let's see, I Am Alone. That's the, the Which one was that? Survivor Man zombie one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's... Yeah. I, I'm I'm gonna agree with that, and that's genuinely saying something, because I Am Alone was pretty wretched, but that at least had a... It had a, a... 
you know, a story they were going for, at least, you know. Not done well, but it was still, yeah. like, at least you could see the story angle. Mm -hmm. Like, this, there was none of that. Although, I, uh, I'm, I'm gonna say that, was this movie worse than It's Pat? Oh, hmm. Uh, that yeah, is... I, <laughs> I was thinking about that oh, when I was man. watching. I was like, you know, I, I don't know which movie I would put on again. Before, like, would I put on... The Dust Walker again, or would I put on It's Pat the movie again? Uh, this movie was bad, but at least It's Pat had something going on. At least you can, you know, kind of rage watch It's Pat. <laughs> like, you can derive entertainment from your hatred of It's Pat. Like, like, this movie was kind of, you know, just kind of boring. It committed the cardinal sin of being boring, where yeah. I can't say It's Pat was ever boring. But it's Pat did like it just socked me right in the soul every five <laughs> seconds. So I don't know. I don't know which one I'd rather put on. I'd probably put uh, if I if someone said, "All right, what movie do you think that you could stay awake through again?" You know, it'd probably be it's Pat. Yeah, I would. I would probably put it's Pat back in uh, than this movie. Like, yeah, I'll give you that because. Uh, Though it's Pat was awful, it had. There were moments where it's like, all right, I want to kind of see this man's delve into madness. Yeah, that was one thing I did like. We should say that for the it's Pat. Oh my god! Because oh, whenever we do watch it, another it's monster. Be, it's going to be a whole can of worms. I feel, but like I'm because I was thinking about other other like bad movies that we've watched over the years, and like we've watched a lot of bad movies that were just kind of like this, just very slow mm -hmm. and meticulous and didn't go anywhere, and then just kind of ended and it's like oh well it's over now and at that point you kind of feel like the movie's holding you hostage as opposed to you're having a good time for yeah, entertainment it, it just it's waiting for you know waiting for a, a pot of water to boil <laughs> and then getting the end credits rolling when the pot of bottle pot of water pot boils of bottle, bottle. pot of bottle boils like yeah I, I I think I was never so happy when I saw like you know the credits start to come up fade to black and just cast and I was just like oh oh thank goodness like I think any longer we would start getting Stockholm syndrome like I I can't think of a single aspect that this movie actually done well uh I, yeah, well, except the for the acting, acting. Yeah. the acting okay, was alright so I take so I take there was one good thing about it and I knew one character's name his name was Beale yeah and that's about there was Joe the, the, the main, main character the main character Joanne yeah. and a bunch of, a bunch of no, uh, yeah, I don't know the rest. Like, uh, they might have said their name, but I, I'm but sure I couldn't did. hear it through the, uh, the <laughs> ambient sound. Like, uh, there was, of course, uh, um, uh, Musha Musha. That was the, uh, the young woman. I think there was, uh, mm -hmm. Chickenfoot Larry. <laughs> uh, he was, he was one of the people, I think. I think that's what I heard. Uh, uh, the Grimace. Oh, the Grimace, yeah, he had a big cameo. Yep. Um, there was Miss Brisbane. I think that was a pretty nice that she had, that she you know was in there. Yeah, she needs more work well, these uh, days. Yeah. Uh, there was... Um, <laughs> I can't even think of terrible names for this because this drains so much out of me. It, it's, it's literally... It, it sucked the life force out of the room. And it's like there was one part which is kind of, I guess, shown on the... Uh, 
like when you have a Hulu and you like you know the uh, the, the screen for yeah it, we're looking know, at the screen of it right now and there's like a uh, well there's giant tentacles kind of like Cthulhu esque tentacles mm -hmm. and a dust storm and there was there was a dust storm in this yeah, movie yeah uh, it was like the mummy I was expecting a big face to come out of it at I some point would have rather a big giant face come out of this mm -hmm. than that would have at least been something you know like yeah and it could you could have made it work because. Yeah, the the girl was driving through it. Now imagine mm -hmm. she's driving through a screaming face. I mean, they had plenty of bad screaming CGI faces in this movie. Yeah. So. Oh, the bat like where they would just make the uh, jaw extend. Yeah, where it was, yeah, just like the mummy. <laughs> yeah, but the that movie was somehow done better, uh, twenty years ago. Yeah, it's like I. I love the Mummy. Well, yeah, I like. Yeah, I really like movie. the Mummy. It's a, I, it's, so, it's a solid movie. Yeah, it's a fun little adventure. You know, mm -hmm. it's like you put it in every now and again, you get swept up in it, and you can kind of, I wouldn't say not only forgive the uh, kind of like dated CGI, yeah. but you almost embrace it. Like, oh man, like look at look, look at little things. Look how cute it was. You know, it, it wasn't like the yeah the CGI in the Mummy, though it is dated. Uh, it, it's not too jarring or out of place, like, like Lawnmower Man or oh, something like that. Gosh, yeah. But, uh, it, it still works with, you know, with the, uh, you know, the setting and the, uh, the, they, they play with the light. They make like, it look as believable as possible. Like, I think that there's a part, you know, part of it is that they, um, that they, I almost, like I said, I know I said, I know it, excuse me, I know I said they kind of, uh, Embrace it a little bit before uh, mm. the you know the kind of thing they kind of lean into it, but I think that there's a like when it comes to the mummy, it's like you're already kind of having a good time before any like special effects really come up. Like yeah. the beginning of the movie kind of sets up the characters and it sets it up well. Mm -hmm. Like you kind of like the characters, you like um, you know Brendan Fraser and uh, uh, Rachel Weitz, I think the name Me is. And, yeah. Uh, and you know they they do a good job setting them up, and so by the time that um, that the mummy comes out and starts doing his weird jaw thing, it's yeah. like you're already just having fun. You're having fun. You see mm -hmm. that, and you kind of like, ha, look at that. Oh, okay, whatever. I'm I'm on board with this 100%. Yep. What, what was his name? Benny. The, oh, the, Benny the, was the, great. The little coward guy. Yeah, the like, little coward. Yeah. I like. I, Every I know we watch A Team a lot, yeah. and I always like to pretend Mr. T has all those little trinkets <laughs> on his on his uh, necklaces. Well, it's funny because he has at least two. Yeah, We've he seen did. the Star of David. Uh, the, yep, Star of David, a crucifix. Cross. Yeah, and what else? I did thought we, we saw the. Uh, did we saw uh, the, the, Allah? Yeah, the, I thought we saw like, the the star and the moon, the moon and the star. Oh yeah, the moon and the star. Uh, I, I I don't know what that's called, but yeah, so of a Vizalom. Yeah, so so Mr. T, if he ever gets like attacked by a mummy, like he can just start like speaking the different languages, like yeah. like fool, 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 fool. I pity the fool. And I, I <laughs> it would it would 100% work. I, it would have to. I think I think he would be intimidated. I think the mummy would back off. Yeah, I I, I like. Mr. T was, you know, was an 80s tough guy. I think the mm -hmm. mummy respects that yeah. to a certain degree. He's like, hey, go ahead. Well, we have, we do have that theory that oh, yeah. uh, Mr. T is actually a Terminator that was, uh, that, you know, went back in time but malfunctioned and forgot he was a Terminator and that got drafted in Vietnam. <laughs> it was the only, like, watching the A-Team, it's the only thing that really makes sense. Mm -hmm. You know, like, there was, uh, 
Like, he lifts things that he shouldn't be able to lift. He has all his mechanical know-how. <laughs> like, he takes... Uh, he takes punches like nobody's business. <laughs> uh, like, the, the man is physically invincible in a way that a person should not be. Like, he gets shot... I, I think there was an episode, I think it was like the third episode, yeah. where he gets shot with a 50 cal in the leg. And to him, it's just a little wound. A 50 cal? That, there should be no leg there anymore. he's just walking it off, he's like, Ugh, I can't believe I've never been shot like this before. And it's like... Yeah, he, you 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 shouldn't be alive right now. <laughs> you should be crawling, you know, through you know towards the eight rest of the A team. But somehow they, I guess he rerouted his power like in <laughs> like in Terminator Two and just you know fixed himself. Or they're gonna like whenever things really get tense, he does the whole Terminator Three thing where he just takes out one of his battery packs and just tosses <laughs> it to create this giant explosion. And that's what that's I think that's a. Uh, that's why he wears all the uh, the necklaces the and stuff like that. <laughs> it, it's to cover all the battle damage. <laughs> yeah, it's the only thing that makes sense. Like, I wonder if he's got, like, you know... Because in the Terminator 3, the guy only has, like, really two battery packs that he can do that yeah. with. You know, before, before he, you know, explodes. Like, maybe Mr. T's got a lot of them. That's why they always have explosives on them. I think it's just double A's. It's a lot of double <laughs> A's. He has to change them every 15 minutes. It'd be a lot funnier in Terminator 3 when he, you know, he... Like at the very end when he takes the, you know, his battery pack out and sticks it in the Terminator's mouth and does mm -hmm. his line. But as soon as he takes a battery out, it just, you are, and then that's <laughs> it. Let's go. And she gets in and then that's the end of, uh, that's the end of John Connor. I, I guess it, it kind of makes sense that they have, like, you, you think of the Terminators and like, really, they have batteries? <laughs> They're, the, these machines run on batteries, but yeah, they would have to run on batteries. They don't have really extension cords coming out of them, but. They have like plugs that they they plug in every now and again. Yeah, and no one. I guess Terminator Three was the only one that really kind of thought about how to how how these things were powered. What the fuel source was. But uh, you know, it's kind of kind of a Hindenburg-like scenario <laughs> that you have these explosive battery packs for these things meant to take you know bullets. Like it would have been a lot funnier if at the end of Terminator One when she crushes him, if there was just a giant explosion <laughs> that took her out anyway. Like, why didn't the battery pack get damaged in the, uh, the liquid metal, or the, not the liquid metal, the, uh, the molten steel? Yeah, like, it's... Like, be consistent. I, I think that was before, like, the big switch to, you know, <laughs> to hydrogen. It was lithium-ion, and they would only... Like, they, you know, once they, uh, once the war ended, like, they still had all these backup terminators, you know, just doing, like, you know regular work like gardening and you know landscaping <laughs> and they're like well we're not gonna spend a lot of money on their fuel source let's just get uh let's just get hydrogen i think that'll work i, I think they have turn cranks like in the old uh <laughs> like the, the old wind-up toys <laughs> like right like, before john connor sends him back he just twists a really big key yep and it's like all right this will last you a couple years you know or uh Fifty thousand miles, whichever comes first. <laughs> it's like TikTok from uh, from uh, uh, Return, Return to Oz. That, you know, that that kind of that kind of post or uh, that kind of puts a very weird situation for Return to Oz. If Dorothy just running around with a bunch of Terminators, I mean, imagine what the T one thousand could do in there. What in uh, in Return to Oz? Yeah. Well, other than murder everyone. <laughs> I don't know. I think Tik TikTok seems like. TikTok seems like an old-fashioned guardian. I think, I think he would stand some kind of chance against them. I, I, I don't know. Like I'm pretty, I'm pretty surprised that 
TikTok just wasn't full of sand and just didn't get, <laughs> you know, ground up and, uh, you know, and seas. See, I... <laughs> See now, imagining the uh, the scene from Terminator Two when the T one thousand is like ramming that that, that piece of metal mm -hmm. over and over again into the uh, Terminator's face. Yeah, just imagine TikTok in that situation now. I think it, it would just dent his face. He would just have a f just a flat. F <laughs> it's the same face, but it's flat now. It's like it's after one attack. It wouldn't be like multiple attacks. It'd just be one, and yeah. then he'd be like he'd have a two D face. It, it, it'd be like when you crush a you know a soda can. <laughs> when like especially you put all the the, the, the force on the pressure on mm -hmm. it and you put that little that little dent and just collapses in and of itself. Yep, and then he blows on his thumb and it <laughs> it reinflates. You know what? Yeah, I think he would have a chance against the T one thousand in that case. He wouldn't know what to do. Like the T one thousand would stab him and it'll just go through. Ha ha ha. I don't have a fuel source to worry about. They take his crank out and they throw it and it blows up. <laughs> Well, I think, you know, when he winds down, the the T-1000 is at least a good enough sport to, to wind him back up. <laughs> like, they fight, and, they, you know, he just kind of stops and just... Yeah. Like, yeah, he's a villain, but he, he is a gentleman yeah, as well. He's a, he's a, you know, like you said, he's a good sport about yeah. it. Yeah. It's like, you know what? I have respect for you because I can't beat you. <laughs> I don't know, maybe if the wheelers could beat TikTok, maybe... T-1000 would have a better chance. Maybe, but th then there was the, uh, what was it, that that deadly desert where everyone turned to sand if you touched the uh, the sand? Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I wonder, like, what would the T-1000, like, would the T-1000 turn to sand, or would he just kind of, like, turn into the Sandman from Spider-Man no, I was gonna say, like, I think that he would be absorbed by the sand, and he could control all the sand. So he would be pretty much, he would have the power of a desert. <laughs> He would be unbeatable in the world of Oz, but and there's, there's, I think, I think there's only one person that could like really defeat the T-1000, no questions asked. Yeah, from the Oz universe? No, just in general. Okay. You put Magneto down there, and, mm. you know, that is a, that is oh a completely God. different scenario. You just turn him into a balloon and make him <laughs> fly away. Uh, yeah, man, you know. The T-1000 would have nothing on Magneto. Yeah. He would just dissolve him yeah. or, or just do anything. Like, he would make him moonwalk into the lava. <laughs> all right, all right, what are you doing? <laughs> Stop it. Stop it right now. He's just like, he's shaking it, you know, he's you know doing his finger thing or he's yeah. like, you know, back and forth. Like, I, I have, you know, Magneto would probably, you know, have a little bit of fun before... You know, before he dunks him into the into the, uh, <laughs> into the, the liquid liquid metal, like he he turns him into a flat disc and just kind of rides somewhere with him. <laughs> he turns him he turns him into the so Silver Surfer's surfboard to ride a <laughs> ride a remote. That would be freaking awesome. Look, it's canon. Yeah, I. <laughs> well, I, I don't know about him oh, riding one thousand, but... but no, I mean the uh, you know. Silver Surfer's in the same universe as Magneto, yeah. so he would... Magneto versus Silver Surfer would be a pretty... Well, is the Silver Surfer made of silver, or does he just look silver? I, I don't know. I, I, is he just made of, like, alien stuff? I, I read, like, some of the Silver Surfer comics, and, and... He's just got the power cosmic, so he's just full of star energy. I, yeah, I, I guess he's just a silver man. <laughs> but not real silver, just the color silver, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I, He's not but, pure. You know, the, though the T-1000 gives him that indignant look that he gave that one mannequin. <laughs> He's like, you know something? Like, you, 
you think that the T-1000 thinks that, that he's just, like, his long-lost brother or something? I-I-I-I think it's... Uh, I think he saw it as a insensitive depiction. <laughs> he's like, you know what? I wasn't gonna kill any of these people, but... Yeah, no, no, no. I think I'm gonna start killing people. It's like, right after that... Yeah, that yeah, you know one what? guy in the in the hallway. Yeah. Actually, is he the... Is that hallway guy the only guy that T-1000 kills? Because he doesn't kill hmm. the trucker that he throws out. He, he's even nice to the helicopter pilot. Yeah, yeah. He's like, get out. And the guy probably survives, so... Is hallway guy the only one? Uh, oh, no, right, no, the parents. No, the parents. So... Uh, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. And, and the uh, security guard. Oh, yeah, yeah, the, um... I guess he does have a good body count. Yeah. I... <laughs> I, I, I kind of... It took me a while. I'm like, hmm, is that yeah. the only person... He, I guess he's not... No. No, no. No, he's a bad man. Yeah, yeah, he, he shoved his finger through many eyeballs. He, yeah. He's not great. Called to John. <laughs> no! Wait, you called call a John. You called a John. No, you called a John. Like, he could have called a John. Yeah, called like, a John. You know, uh, maybe he just wanted to, uh... Maybe he wanted to win by knowing that his mother betrayed him, like, I know. guess. Because, yep. like, he, you know, he he pretty much takes Sarah Connor's form. Yeah. He could have called to John himself. In fact, he does call to John. It would be like, I mean, since since the, uh, the Terminator can mimic voices, it'd be funny if you tried the same thing with him. Call to John as Sarah. Actually, he could have just called it a John as regular, you know, as... There's a lot of ways that the that the T-1000 could have handled that situation. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, had he not... Had he just, you know... I don't know how he changes form. I don't know if he has to it touch hurts. her. And, uh... Yeah, as know, soon as then, he touches her, then he can change into her. So he could have just touched her face, and then crushed her <laughs> face, and then called to John and killed John. You have a kind face. <laughs> then he would have saw that his feet were... Weird, so he wouldn't have fell for well, it. Well, that's in the director's cut. Yeah, I know. He also touches the, uh... He also touches the skin of, uh, the T-800. Uh, and I know it's not real skin, but it's... It's close enough that... Oh, it, it's... I, I think it is actual, like, human skin just grafted, just cut, like... Uh, it's grown, grown You know, grown in a lab, and I, I think, like... I, so, I don't like, think it actually has to be any... Kind of real skin. He can just mimic any any I kind. I guess he of... mimics the floor. <laughs> yeah. So he he could have just mimicked the T eight hundred. Like there's a lot of ways. Like maybe he could have mimicked a car. You know, it wouldn't have been a functioning car, but it would <laughs> like a transformer. Like... <laughs> he mimics Optimus Prime. Dude, I guess Optimus Prime would just step on him. That yeah. wouldn't be too much of a fight, but yeah. Sam, I... call to John, Sam. <laughs> Sam. Or John. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's going Hello, on. Hello, John. <laughs> I think a T-Rex could beat the T-1000. Mm. They both have T's in their names. I, I think the T-Rex would eat the T-1000. And then the T-1000 would cut himself out of the T-Rex. Just pass right through him. Yeah. He mixes with the gastrointestinal juices and... Well, mm. acid kills him. Yeah, and, uh, acid, like, yeah, in Terminator Genesis, the T-1000 is killed by acid, which was a very smart... Yeah, I thought that was pretty uh, clever. I thought that was very clever, because, you know, I, I would have never thought of that. But it makes sense, and it's like... Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I guess... I guess they ran the gamut in the second one, like, alright, either really, really cold things can hurt him, or really, really hot things. Mm -hmm. Like, either freeze him, and then... Not have him near a steel mill so he can reform, or just melt him. And the, you know, I, the, I, I don't think there's pretty much 
th that one scene from uh, Terminator 2 where, where he shoots him and he just shatters is probably one of the most iconic mm -hmm. uh, shots. I think you know in you know science fiction film or just in film in general, just such a phenomenal like uh, build up to that one scene. Well, there, yeah, there's a lot there's a lot of good parts to that scene, especially because um, it was back in a day when they really did have really good one liners, mm -hmm. you know. And he delivered the one liner that I know when I was a kid, I was eight years old, yeah. was killer. Hasta la vista, baby. Mm -hmm. Like I remember. Um, Gosh, this is embarrassing. I remember. <laughs> stop. My uh, my dad made uh, my dad and mom. They were filming or not filming. They were recording a uh, a uh, answering mach machine message. Mm -hmm. This is back in the days when you know that was a thing. Yeah. And it was I was eight years old. We just got done watching uh, Terminator Two like recently. So at the end of the message, like, hi, you've reached you know you've reached our house. Uh, we have a message for blah 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 or blah blah blah, yeah. and we'll get back to you. And then they had me say, "Hasta la vista, baby." And, oh. <laughs> and I remember, like, my parents were so proud of that. They were so happy with that. And I guess the everyone else who called thought it was funny. Oof. I, I wish it, I wish we had that recording. I'm I'm actually kind of glad that we don't. We, <laughs> I know my dad erased over it many times in the future and like kind of made different like different versions. Recorded uh, the Beatles reunion over it. <laughs> it's like I I know one time he recorded like he made a joke one where it was like he was pretending to be a sex hotline and he had me. I was like 12 years old, so I was in the background just doing weird moaning yeah. like. Oh, oh. Yeah, it's actually kind of dark now. I think about it, yeah. but he was like, he was like, "Oh, you've reached our residence, four ninety nine a minute, you know." And uh, hasta la vista, I was baby. Like, That'd be so funny if that piece of the tape came back. Like that would have really confused <laughs> people. Like there would have been cops being called on that. I know one neighbor listened to it and she left a message about how disgusting she thought it was. So my dad changed it the next day to just yeah. something normal, yeah. which. Yeah, <laughs> like that. You know, it's a really weird thing to make your twelve-year-old son do. Yeah, I mean, uh, at the time I was like, "Yeah, this is funny," but now I look back on, like, "Man, I don't know about that anymore." That's kind of uh, weird. Then there was a time my dad made me dress up like Peter Pan and <laughs> Robin Hood. <laughs> oh, Robin Hood! <laughs> no, I didn't dress up like Robin Hood. I just said that was from the movie. <laughs> It was Robin Hood, Britain. Get your get your facts straight. I still have the the little Lilliatard, and uh, no, my dad never like. I, I remember this is just a random thought I had. I think I told uh, you the story before, and I think yeah. you know where I'm gonna go with this. The uh, the time for Father's Day that I <laughs> <laughs> I memorized and rehearsed for. Oh gosh, no, I'm so proud of this because I think I pulled. No, it off. I, I'm not. I I rehearsed the thriller dance for weeks on end, just so I for Father's Day I you know so I could do the dance for him, show him the entire thriller dance. Mm. And my sister even had this red leather jacket that kind of looked like the one he had. So I put on the red leather jacket and I was like, all right, what do we have for like red pants? Because I obviously didn't have red leather pants. Yeah. So I got my dad's like red uh, sweatpants <laughs> and put it on. And I sat him down. Like actually, I wasn't gonna do it. And I was like, yeah, I'm actually kind of embarrassed to do it now. And my mom's like. Oh, no, no, no. You spent all that time, like, getting this together. So why don't you do it for the old man? So she basically threw me to the wolves. Oh, yeah. And so I did it for him, and he got up and left halfway through. <laughs> like, he didn't even finish the end of the dance. And I'm like, man, I... 
where I choreographed the hell out of that dance. He uh, went to drink the liquor he got for Father's Day as well. <laughs> the liquor my mom got him for Father's Day. <laughs> like, I think you might need this. It's like, and here's the thing, here's the kicker, it really pisses me off, is that, like, like a couple years ago, like 10 years yeah. ago, um, I was over at his house for Thanksgiving, and he was showing me the YouTube videos that he liked, mm -hmm. because that's, like, just a thing now. And, uh, he showed me his video of, like, everyone doing a thriller dance at a wedding, and I didn't mention it, <laughs> but I'm sitting there, I'm like, you have got some fucking balls, old man. <laughs> Just sit there like, look at this. Think of all the work that went into making them all do this. Why didn't you ever do that? You were always a dancer. <laughs> Maybe... It wasn't the fact that I was dancing a thriller. Maybe it was the fact that I just wasn't good at dancing thriller. And he was like, "I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna leave because this is embarrassing. He's really not, he's not landing any of these moves." Yeah, maybe he just left the room to laugh at you and just, it just wanted to save face for you. <laughs> you know, maybe that is a very nice story. Now, yeah. like, I couldn't bear to to break the young boy's heart. You know, I don't think he's ever not laughed at anything stupid I've done. <laughs> but maybe this was the first time he was like, "Ah, oh, you know, he put a lot of effort to it and." Boy, howdy, he is shitty. He is a bad dancer. <laughs> my, um... I remember my sister actually used to do belly dancing when she was like five years old at the studio in Philly. That's weird. Um, well... Uh, maybe. It was like, it was run by this uh, Greek woman named Zora, and I remember she was, uh... I remember thinking that she was like this young, pretty woman, you know, when I was yeah. younger, and I was like, oh, she was like really tall and pretty because I was like four or five. No, my sister was five, so I was like three or two. And I remember that she used to wink at me, and I used to, like, cover- Like, I used to, like, bring one of my eyes down because I didn't know how to <laughs> wink, so I thought that was good. But then I remember, like, seeing pictures of her, like, recently. Mm -hmm. Like, man, she was, like, 70 years old! I was like- Back then, or- Oh, well, yeah, back then. I was like, damn! Like, my sister actually got on, um... I think, like, Good Morning Philadelphia or something because really? of the building. Because, like, it was, like, this dance studio, and, um... And there was a lot of people who would, like, learn, like, uh, the belly dancing, and I think, like, all the, mm -hmm. uh, like, Mediterranean dances and everything. And they had interviews with them, and we taped it, and you can see her, like, she wasn't very good. <laughs> but you can see her, like, <laughs> trying to spin around, you know, and everything, and, uh, like, you can just see her in the background. I remember they interviewed her, because I remember when the news crew showed up. Yeah. And I remember them interviewing all the different people that uh, used to be there at the dance studio. And I remember them interviewing my sister, but they didn't play her part of the interview. So I can imagine, I don't know why, but I wish if I had a time machine, I'd go back and I'd really listen to all of that. And, uh, yeah, so my sister always thought she was a great dancer because of that, like, two months she took. And because she was on uh, Good Day Philadelphia or Wake yeah. Up Philadelphia or something like that. And so, um... I remember, like, when she was a little bit older, she was, like, 13 or 14 years old, she was friends with people down the street mm -hmm. who were actually, like, they, they took dance every year, you know, okay. they were actual dancers, and she tried to prove that she was a better dancer than them, so my dad, you know, he's like, alright, oh, no. let's just, you know, like, go ahead, let's see the, let's see the, you know, you two have a dance-off, basically. Yeah. So my sister's like, well, I can't just do a dance, I gotta, you know, I gotta go change, so she changed back into her, like, outfit she wore, like, like, when she was, like, oh, five. No. This like weird pink, you know, with clicky clackers. I don't know, like little symbols on her hand. Yeah. And she was like trying to do like like the things, the rolls with her hands and everything. And mm -hmm. she was like laying on the ground trying to do it. She's like, I need a pillow. I need a pillow to do this. It hurts my neck. <laughs> now the other girl already did the dance before there, and she was like, she did great, you know, yeah. because she's been learning dance for like 10, 15, or mm -hmm. five years, and. uh and she, my sister got so angry that she, like, went to her room, wouldn't come out for the rest of the day. <laughs> and so we just had to kind of send 
send a friend home is like, sorry that you're better than her. Uh, well, you know, she, she got served hum humble pie. <laughs> I think she just plain old got served. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So I guess dancing just doesn't run in our family. It, it's... Well, well. Ah. I think I'm a pretty good dancer now. I do some pretty sick moves. Oh, what, the uh, James, James Brown? James Brown, That yeah. is not James Brown. That's a good... I think James Brown himself would have been proud to see that dance. That was, That's someone who is walking on coals, that dance. <laughs> you know, maybe James Brown practiced like that. You don't know. <laughs> he, was a, he was an artist first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Though, it kind of made me think, like... Uh, you know, you kind of said, like... You, Kid, these kids dance. The kid, these kid dancers weren't really that great, mm. and it kind of makes me wonder. Like nothing kids really do are all that great or I, interesting. I, like the only time they are, like it, it's like one of those uh, you know traveling troops. Uh, like mm -hmm. the whole family's in on it. They're all like either river dancers or it's all like, play the violin or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like you can see the abuse in the, yeah, in the work that they do. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, the kids look absolutely miserable because mm -hmm. it's, you know, up at, you know, 5 a.m. and you get the violin out <laughs> and you go to bed at you know, midnight yeah. after, and I'm guessing there's calluses on your fingers. Oh, uh, well, I mean, somewhere in between there's probably like shoveling hay. Like, <laughs> yeah, some kind of you know, hard labor or coal, because I'm assuming that <laughs> the bus they they own runs on coal and nothing else. And, and one of them gets the audacity to read a book, but it's <laughs> oh, like, oh, oh, oh. we do not read book in this house. <laughs> we do violin. <laughs> the, the Russian troop. <laughs> it's like uh, gypsies, tramps, and thieves. You know, yeah. <laughs> except. I guess I guess it's nothing like gypsies, tramps, and thieves. Well, that actually reminds me of uh, like back when I was working at the theater, mm -hmm. and uh, there was this Russian troupe where it was it was a Russian family, and they had some kind of weird puppet show. Okay. A and I don't really I I know I was in the booth and it was far away, but it was just this it was just this weird, creepy puppet show. It was all in Russian. I think the uh, Baba Yaga was in it as oh, well. Oh, nice. And because uh, I think there was like this house that on had chicken, feet, yeah, yeah. chicken legs, yeah. And man, I would have loved to see that play. I, I actually kind of, you know, I, I, I'm actually kind of upset. I didn't really get to, to watch much of it. I was up on the the soundboard, mm -hmm. but maybe, yeah, it was. Well, maybe I was gonna say maybe they have something on YouTube or something. I'm sure there's some kind of scary Russian puppet show that we can yeah, watch on yeah. YouTube. There's Everything's old, on YouTube. Yeah, exactly. There's a uh... man. I would have loved to see something like a live scary Russian puppet show. Yeah. That would have been great. There's a there's a you know little thing off the old bucket list. I have a weird bucket <laughs> list. You know, <laughs> scary Russian puppet show. You know, uh, parentheses live. Yes. Okay. And then scary Russian puppet show. Parentheses not live. Like ah. <laughs> it loses its charm if it's not live. It's like, I still want to watch it, though. It's still on the bucket list. I have three things on my bucket list, and two of them are... I don't know why I'm giving myself a weird accent. <laughs> like, I'm talking as myself. That's how I, that's how I hear myself. <laughs> There's only I've only got three things on my bucket list, and two of them are Russian puppet shows. What's the third one? 
This is also my accent. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you asked that. The third one is to have a cantaloupe. <laughs> I scratched that off years ago. It wasn't worth it. <laughs> uh, some people say I need a new bucket list, but I think I should finish the first bucket list before I start a new one. The new bucket list is also the last thing on my bucket list. <laughs> The new bucket list won't have any cantaloupes on there whatsoever. No lopes at all. <laughs> Maybe antelope. Huh? Mm. Antelope, huh? Yeah, that'd probably <laughs> be gamey. Oh, man. So what if... What if... Go ahead. The, uh, the T-1000 asked, uh, you know... Called to John in Gilbert Godfrey's voice. <laughs> I think he would run out because, you know, Iago? Awesome! Was that? Oh. I don't know, I think Aladdin was 93. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, it might have been 91. Uh, because I, 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 it was the next one after The Little Mermaid, wasn't hmm. it? And Little Mermaid was 89. Although there was probably something really... There might have been something really weird right after The Little Mermaid that, like, people forget. Like the rescuers down under or something uh, like that. Probably some Russian puppet. <laughs> <laughs> Disney's really like they're really branching out with their Russian <laughs> puppet. Like you know what? That is one thing I'm glad about the the streaming service is that now I can see these scary Russian puppet shows on Disney. Yeah, Disney Plus has well, a bunch of them. Well, Disney Plus is you know giving us a, an avenue to watch all of these really bad '90s. Oh man, '90s kids movies, which. I Oh, they're they're coming up. Oh yeah, I know. I I kind of wish like the one there's a there oh, there's a lot of movies <laughs> that are all in the same like series that aren't on Disney Plus, and I kind of wish they were. And mm -hmm. like Angels in the Outfield, because I feel like that's you know, not on Disney nope, Plus. Not on Disney oh, Plus. I don't that. know why, but it's not on Disney Plus. So maybe maybe they'll update it mm -hmm. eventually. But be, then there was Angels in the End Zone, which was like only. Available, I think, on ABC. It was like an ABC family movie night thing. Oh, no. Didn't we watch that one? No, we didn't watch Angels in the End Zone either. I've never seen Angels in the End Zone. Oh, <sighs> And I think there was like a third one. Like, I don't know, Angels, Angels on the Shuffleboard. In, Angels in the Outhouse. <laughs> it's the only one not starring Christopher Lloyd. And it's like... Man, how bad must this be? Like, Christopher <laughs> Lloyd was in that weird uh, Lamprey movie. You know what I mean? It oh, was yeah. Like food Fight. Oh, yeah, he was. Oh, like, that movie. So, whatever the Angels were doing now, it was something he just wasn't into. It was a union strike. <laughs> angels on the tennis court. <laughs> angels in the curling. Angels in the... Oh. Uh, <laughs> angels. Angels. Angels in the restroom, I think, would be a completely different movie. Uh, yeah, show yeah, that one on Disney+. A, Plus. You have to get, get one of those in the back room. <laughs> Oh, angels in the back room. That was just a strip club. Yeah, yeah. Oh. But yeah, like, um, I remember... Man, I, I don't think... I don't think I saw uh, Angels in the Outfield in the theater, but there was, you know, there was a time where I was seeing a lot of mm -hmm. movies in the theater back then because uh, my grandmother would be taking, you know, would take us. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, we, she would take us to see a lot of things. Like, I think I saw... Um... I know I didn't see, uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, but, uh, I think she, there was, like, a lot of movies, like, I think she took us to the Mighty Ducks, no, no, I went to the Mighty Ducks with the, with the neighbors. 
I don't know how oh, I yeah. swindled my way into that one. <laughs> I, I saw Jurassic Park with my neighbors. Oh, really? Oh, mm -hmm. I saw that with my mom. I saw that with my mom and Honey, I Blew Up the Kid with my mom. Oh. Or Honey, I Blew Up the Baby, wherever it was. And that yep. was just like a random thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I was just sitting there one day playing with my, my dust bunnies or whatever it was. And <laughs> my mom was like, hey, get in the car. I'm like, okay. So we got in a car and I'm like playing with my dust bunnies in the car and... Uh, you know, she, we pull up in front of the theater, like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm taking you to movies. I'm like, why? <laughs> Am I okay? Is everything okay? Like, yeah, I just want to take you to the movies. She even got me the little, the little cup full of soda. It was a big cup that they put all the soda in. Uh, and it had, like, like a POV shot of the baby looking down on uh, Wayne Zielinski. Mm -hmm. And it was, like, a nice plastic cup that was, like, a tie-in to the movie. And I still, I kept that cup for years. <laughs> I put it on this little shelf that I had in my room. And I used to keep, like, you know, pencils and stuff in there. Oh, it reminds me of the... Uh, back back when Star Wars Episode One was huge, uh, there was all the Coke products that had mm -hmm. the uh, the characters on the... The, the cans. On the cans. And I, I had a collection of them. Mm -hmm. Me too. I, and uh, I'm like, oh, these are going to be valuable someday. <laughs> and uh, I don't know if I ended up throwing them away or drinking them. <laughs> well, the because, funny thing... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, go on. I was going to say, the funny thing is that... My Coke can collection, like, was post-drink. <laughs> I'd already <laughs> drank the uh, the Coke cans at that point. No, I, I didn't drink. Well, I, I was fastidious with with collectibles Collectible. like that because you know I was a you know I collected coins. I so I uh, I had the only two I remember that I had that I kept before I think my mom just threw them in the recyclable <laughs> was I had uh, Shmi. Uh, that was, oh, uh, oh she had mom. a can? Yeah, she had a can. Uh, <laughs> and I had Boss Nass. And those are the only two that I had. Boss Nass. He was, was like, he the, Oh, God. They gave everyone a can, I guess. Yeah, I didn't have, I, I, you couldn't get a Mace Windu, or a Anakin, or an Obi-Wan. I had to get Boss Nass. I, I think I had, I had an Anakin. Mm -hmm. I think I had a Darth Maul and a... Oh. Qui Gon. Sick. I wonder how much. I wonder how much those cans go for on eBay. Right uh, now. Five cents at the recycling. Uh, <laughs> the recycling place. Like if you wait another. Well, maybe if it was another Star Wars movie, like Star Wars, maybe yeah. it would be worth a little bit more. Like. Yeah. Like, there. Unfortunately, there hasn't been a good Star Wars movie. Well, okay. That's not. That's not true. Uh. Uh, you know, episode seven wasn't bad. Yeah, I like episode seven. Mm -hmm. I like episode eight. Episode eight. Uh, I know, I know. You, you got. I, know I, you I got. I got some big problems with episode but, uh, eight. I think episode eight is, I think the third best behind uh, em Empire goes Empire, uh, New Hope, and then uh, mm -hmm. uh, Last Jedi. Yeah. And you know, uh, but you know, I will admit that a lot of that is concession because I really don't like Return of the Jedi too much. It's okay, but it's my least favorite by far of the original trilogy. It used to be my favorite. Mine too. Mine too. And then I just kind of grew out of it. And I was like, man, this is crap actually. Oh, it was my favorite for one thing. I didn't, like growing up, I didn't watch Star Wars for the characters or, mm -hmm. or anything. Yeah, or the fights or the uh, lightsaber scenes. I watched it for the spaceships. Okay. I, I liked looking at the spaceships and okay. like, oh, that's a big spaceship. Oh, that one's not as big. That's a cool spaceship. So it had though. a lot of variety of spaceships. So, like you, know, the, you know, in the Return of the Jedi, I had the Super Star Destroyer, oh, the yeah. biggest spaceship of them all. I didn't consider the Death Star a spaceship because yeah. it was... You know, it was, it was a space station. Yeah, 
but I had the biggest spaceship in them all, and I was so, so excited. And then, then when we get to the boring parts, I'll be like, oh, oh the lightsaber battle. Yeah, like, all oh, these boring lightsabers. Oh, what are they doing, job? You know, jumping around Jabba's pals. That's boring. Like, the funny thing is, uh, when I was a kid, my I, I liked Jabba's palace the best, and I still like it. I think it's the best part of the movie. Yeah, it is. But, you know, again, looking back on it, it's like, there are a lot of flaws with Jabba's palace, you know. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, one in particular that's massive, you know, uh, Jedi rocks. Well, I but don't... That, I, I, do we... Yeah. Dare, dare we consider that even canon? But, like, even uh, after that, it's like, man... They really didn't have a really good plan going into this. Like, Luke's plan was to have literally all of his friends get captured by the guy, and then, like, kill him. Yeah. Like, that was his plan. He's like, you know, I'm just gonna have everyone get captured, and I'm gonna come in and Jedi my way through it, and everything will be good. I, I guess, like... He, I guess he also had to depend on Chewbacca having a, you know, a conniption. Like, <laughs> you know, him going, you know, full Wookiee power on everyone. It's like... He, he really left a lot of things to chance. Yeah. It's like, you know, what if, uh, you know, he spent all the time building a new lightsaber. What if Jabba just smashed R2 to, to bits? <laughs> it's like, hey, where's my R2 unit? Oody-boo-ba-boo-da. <laughs> all right, well, I'm just going to leave right now, and I'm going to be, okay, see ya. And, and you have to think, like, you know, Luke, depending on, I guess them depending on Chewbacca being so strong as a... You have to think, they're leaving a lot to chance, because what is Chewbacca, like, 70? <laughs> like, like, I think I, he's older now. I think, canonically, he's in, like, the hundreds. Yeah, he's just... I, I don't know how much how long Wookiees live. Uh, apparently... 50 years. He is, uh... <laughs> something, like, he... <laughs> he, he You know what it is? He found the Dragon Balls, and he wished for immortality. He's, uh... And Luke knew that. He's, he's the true... You know, the Chewbacca equivalent of... Was it St. Paul, or that... that that he said won't die or won't like uh, won't die until like uh, the temple's built again. <laughs> I, I I think that the biggest flaw of Luke's plan was that the guy who betrayed them, Lando, he's like immediately like, all right, well you're gonna be a key part of this plan. I know I just yeah. met you, and the first thing I know about you is that you sold out everybody that I care about, but you're gonna be in this plan as well. And then the rebel just makes him a general. <laughs> it's like it would be like in the War of 1812 if they're like, "Hey, Benedict Arnold, you want to you want to come be on our side? We know what you did, but ah, <laughs> you learned your lesson." I, I think it's because uh, you know Lando still holds the uh, the lease on the uh, on the Millennium Falcon. Falcon. <laughs> I think it was just because like they all thought he was kind of cool. Yeah, and yeah, I think they all kind of had cape. Yeah, exactly. They're like, look at this guy. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna turn this guy away. You know what? You're a fucking general, man. You're gonna like all the people who've been in the Rebel Alliance for years. Like, really, really? Like, I'm just a, I'm just a sergeant. <laughs> you know, I think he wooed. Uh, uh, no. Oh, uh, Mon Mothma. No. <laughs> Admiral Akbar. Admiral Akbar. <laughs> I've never felt feelings like this before. Well then. Why don't we find a place to explore it, maybe? Maybe the medical frigate? No! I'm a soldier! Yes, but you're also... a lover. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're it's making fan fiction. I know, uh... You know something? This is... This is good fan yeah. fiction right here. If, uh... If, uh... If, if I was gonna write fan fiction... 
Well, it probably wouldn't be this. <laughs> I, I think I'd pick something else. I'd pick, like, uh... I don't know, maybe... I think I, I, I... Didn't I talk about this before? How I always wanted to make, like, crazy fan fiction, like, uh... Like, Alf and Olive Oil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like I wrote a whole story about it, yeah. I was just as a, just as a test, and it was like, it was like real, it was like obviously a sexual fan fiction thing. Oh yeah. But it got really dark, where it's like, you know, like Alf kept on like, you know, he was he was you know doing things, and he kept on getting his fur matted and tangled. <laughs> I, I I thought you were like dark as in like he's passionate about you know with olive oil, and then he's reminded of his dead lovers in Melmac that's died. <laughs> oh, he just sits there and mopes. She's like, like, well, I told you I ate cats. <laughs> <laughs> I also did one for a friend uh, that was. Uh, oh yeah. It was uh, flow from the Progressive Auto Insurance commercials mm -hmm. and a xenomorph. <laughs> and you know what? Yeah. I'll be, I'll be damned if that wasn't one of the funniest things I've ever written in my entire life. I, I read that one, and it, it was, it was, it, it, <laughs> it was, was interesting. <laughs> I laughed so hard. At it when I was writing it, like I, that was all first draft too, and I sent it. I was like, this might be one of the silliest things I think I've ever written. It, it was def I think HR uh, Geiger would have liked it though. It's like I was talking about how the pleasure center was in the middle of the xenomorph's forehead, and he didn't know what to do, so he just kept on rubbing it against the wall because he didn't understand. <laughs> Xenomorphs don't know love; they just know, I guess, pain. You know, I don't think they know anything. I mean, I guess they have, they don't know love; they have a queen. Like, yeah. the queen just keeps on spitting out they're, eggs. They're and... just- they're just ants. <laughs> or bees, I guess. Yeah, I guess, yeah, something like that. Yeah, I guess they, they would be closer to bees than ants. Like, I- That's one thing I actually really did like about the, um... The Alien movie before Prometheus, you know, pissed mm. it all away. Was, I like um... I don't know. Uh, was that, like, I really liked that... There was, like, such a- such a- I don't wanna say- I don't even wanna say a mystery, it was just... Like, it really felt like it was part of a larger universe, you know, mm -hmm. like, oh, there's these, okay, like, obviously there's these other things, we've come in contact with another species, there's probably other ones, especially mm -hmm. in Aliens, when they mentioned, like, oh, is this another bug hunt, you know, like, so there are other species, but this is, like, one of the few that is kind of, uh, like, really this hostile no one really knows about. Yeah. And I actually liked... Actually, I don't mind Alien uh, 3 so much, Alien Cubed. Uh, Alien 3 is... Alien 3 is is just you it's a miracle it got done to begin with. Yeah, I heard all of the behind the scenes kind of things about it. And I don't hate it too much. The one thing I did like which I kind of wish they went further on was like when the uh, xenomorph infected the dog and I'm like and yeah. it was like a little it didn't really look too good, but you know, it was more dog xenomorph. I'm like, yeah, yeah I wish it was kind of I wish they kind of did more with that. It made it more dog and feral like. I remember more at the canine. end Yeah, exactly. At the end of uh Alien versus Predator. I remember a little xenomorph pops out of the alien's chest, and it's got like the al or the the predator's chest, and has like the predator. Yeah, the features. predator jaw. Yeah, uh, and I'm like, I actually didn't see the sequel, so I don't know if they ever followed uh, up on that. I, I didn't see the sequel either. Oh, oh that. That's, that's I know. Well, we can watch that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it kind of makes yeah, you kind of make a good point because the the head of the xenomorph in that is in that movie is uh, you know Alien Three is the uh, the head that comes out of all the humans, like yeah. it's the human jaw structure and the human kind of like the upper lip and mm -hmm. uh, you know stuff like that. And you know if it were going with the the, the 
canon or the the I guess the precedent mm -hmm. uh, of the franchise, it would have more of a you know a you know, more canine features. Like a snout. Yeah, it would have a snout. It would have a snout and a little thing that pops out, the little uh, proboscis yeah. or proboscis or whatever. And but like, I wonder if certain you know certain uh, instincts don't go away of like like. They smear peanut butter on the wall. Or they, <laughs> and, then, you know, and then they lick it up because yeah. just, they like the taste of peanut butter. But it can't lick it up because it just has a proboscis. <laughs> so it's just smashing against the wall. <laughs> it's like, who put all these holes in this wall? Where does peanut butter come from? What kind of prison is this? <laughs> where do we even get, Where do we even have peanut butter? We have gruel. <laughs> it's a single cell protein. That has oh, it. here we go. Come on, Tank. Get out of here. Ugh. Always with the single cell protein. Uh, the. No, I'm just trying to think of like what other things could, uh, you know, a xenomorph mix with bird. I want to see a bird xenomorph. I think it'd be freaking awesome. Uh, what kind of bird? I'm thinking a turkey. Uh <laughs> <laughs> well, I was gonna say something graceful, some, something graceful like a hawk, but I think a turkey might be funnier. <laughs> a fat doughy. <laughs> a fat doughy xenomorph that that drowns because it looks up in the rain. <laughs> An ostrich that buries its proboscis in the sand. <laughs> oh man, there's a lot like a a, a, a peacock. Oh, you know I giraffe. Imagine a xenomorph with a giant neck with that you know with the, its head on top. I guess it would just it would be gangly and stupid. Couldn't really do much. <laughs> it's like. Uh, it's just a nuisance at that point. <laughs> Get out of here! You... Like, oh, they just shove it until it tips over. <laughs> like as it's laying on the ground, it's like <laughs> as it tries to yeah. get back up. <laughs> a turtle. That is <laughs> a lemur or sloth. What was it, that blobfish? <laughs> I wonder what a cat xenomorph would be like. That's nature's ultimate predator. Mm, even a larger cat, like a, no, maybe yeah. a tiger. Or a, or a snow leopard. <laughs> <laughs> you know... Uh, or an ocelot. <laughs> I'm right... Alien 5. Aliens at the zoo. <laughs> there we go. There we go. That is such a good idea. Like there are so many ways you can, you know, you can do this. Man, that would actually be kind of interesting. Like, like, you can, you can play it a little bit lighthearted. Yeah, like they did it with and, Alien Resurrection. It, well, I don't think it was intended, but they had Ron yeah. Perlman in the movie. Yeah, well, he screamed at a spider. Did he scream at? What? Remember, remember there was a spider when he's climbing up the thing and he screams and he uh, sprays it with fire. Oh, that's right. <laughs> There was no way that uh, there wasn't any intentional humor in that movie. I like that. Oh uh, yeah. Oh, I think wasn't it the same guy that did uh, uh, the Fifth Element? I'm not sure. I thought it was the same writer who did Firefly, because I don't know. you can kind of see a lot of that in there. Hmm. I mean, but you have if you have Brad Dorf in a cocoon talking about how beautiful it is. <laughs> like there is no way that you're looking at that and saying, "All right, this isn't funny." You know, what I mean, like, this yeah. is hilarious. She's playing basketball. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, they could do a lighthearted aliens at the zoo feature. Yep, this big dumpy hippo alien, <laughs> the rhino alien. It'd be great. Uh, Once I it gets the into the monkey line, house, it's all over. Oh man, they're gonna be flinging. <laughs> the proboscis just shoots shit out. <laughs> <laughs> it comes out the ass. 
the proboscis has such yeah. a velocity <laughs> that it impales people. I just like I am imagining the xenomorph with this bright blue bright blue ass. Oh, <laughs> uh, there there is unlimited potential. Infinite potential there. Though, like, what if it's what if a xenomorph was in Jurassic Park? Oh, a dinosaur xenomorph. Mm. Mm. A raptor. A T Rex, I think, would be too much. Man, that would be a giant proboscis. That would oh man, out. knocks over a bus. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. Actually, knowing like the way that they do movies nowadays, and it always is always is a letdown with great ideas. Yeah, it would probably be the little Compisagnathors or whatever they were, the little compies. What little, is that the thing with the, the little th tiny ones? Oh, yeah. I can imagine the uh, the Dilophosaurus. Oh the, yeah, with the, uh, the 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 especially since it spits things yeah, out anyway. The frills. Actually, that'd be a. That would make the Dilophosaurus much less dangerous. Because now there's an extra step before it spits venom at you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Newman would have had a lot a lot quicker time to get out of there. Yeah. Oh, Newman. It's like, you locked yourself in a car with a dinosaur. What do you expect was going to happen? I remember I had a point about Dennis Nedry's character's death. He deserved it. Yeah, well, he kind of... Kind of yelled at a dinosaur, and the dinosaur got, you know, fed up with his shit. <laughs> Once he once he called him stupid, the dinosaur was like, "No way you live, no way." <laughs> and like, uh, I guess it's kind of like Dennis Nedry would have probably lived and then been a billionaire, you know, having started his rival company, uh, had he just closed the door to his car. Yeah, like everything would have been all right if he wasn't, you know, if he just, wasn't stupid. Yeah, just a fat, lazy man. Like. I imagine I don't know what debts he said you know that he said he had, but I imagine there were gambling debts. I don't know if they specified, but I always I always kinda saw gambling debts. It would have been much more tragic if he had like student loan debt. And that's the reason he was doing all this. He's, he needs to pay for the surgery of his sick grandmother. <laughs> and then it's like now now it's much more tragic yeah. when he gets eaten by the little Dilophosaurus. Yep. You know, she's sitting in his uh in a rocking chair, like and then When's Dennis coming home? <laughs> I know he's coming. <laughs> and on that note, Dustwalker, terrible movie. Not a very good movie at all. Very bad. Just kind of just nothing happened, very boring. Uh if you need something to put yourself to sleep, uh yeah. Yeah, yeah go for it. Uh otherwise seek something better. All right. All right see you later. Toodaloo. That'll hold a little SOPs.